I'm not going to be able to help myself. And you know what? I don't. And you know what? The pain's worth it. What'd you have for breakfast today? So, today, I, I really, um, I stuck to the true, a boy named Boone, uh, did I just say Boone? A boy named Boom, uh, theory of breakfast, in that breakfast is just the first thing you eat in the day. It's not necessarily like a genre of food all of the time, because, uh, right now at work, uh, we're going to press in like a week, and that's particularly in my job to make sure that we do that on time. And so, um, I've like been, I've been going nonstop today. And so today's breakfast was actually my lunch and it was leftovers from dinner last night. I made, um, white basmati rice with chicken and a peach salsa. It was very delicious. Wait a minute. I was there when you made that. Was I really in Boston last night? Wait, no, you weren't. That was the day before. So, so you made that one peach salsa chicken dish last three days. I Bravo. Made it two days in a row. Well, I mean, I, I just kept making it because I would go to make dinner and I was like, oh, wait, I still have the exact ingredients to make this one thing. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, I can totally 100% vouch for how delicious your peach salsa chicken with rice dish uh, is because it's magnificent. Um, Yeah, no, I it's a really just dis- it's such a delicious dish and it makes me feel like I'm a little bit less of like. A college student, young adult who doesn't know how to cook for myself. Because it's Yay! like, oh, what about my peach salsa? Excuse <laughs> me. I also did not have a proper breakfast. And, well, I, I uh, boomed it up today and went to a diner with my brother for breakfast, which was lunch. Uh, I had, it was essentially a Reuben, but the menu called it a Jewish sloppy joe. It was <laughs> coleslaw and not sauerkraut. Um and it had both pastrami and roast beef on it, which uh, is delicious. And it also had Russian dressing and Swiss. So it's 90% of a Reuben. Why they wanted to go clever and call it a Jewish sloppy joe is beyond me. But it was really, really tasty. New Jersey is weird. New Jersey's great, especially for diners. This was the uh, sister diner to the place we usually go. Also, can we like coin hashtag booming it up? Hashtag booming it up. Yeah, it, it's like when you when you eat a non-breakfast food, but it's the first meal you eat of the day, so, like, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's kind of the first thing <laughs> you would, eat in the day. I would describe it as literally breakfast, I guess. <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh, oh. I'm in favor. All in favor? Aye. Good. Uh, I'm the only person that matters. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, today's topic is the topic we were going to do last week, but didn't because we were a little derailed. Uh, We're talking bagels, and bagels are very important to me as somebody who is uh, New York adjacent, uh, and I guess you're also New York adjacent. Was uh, Were bagels big in uh, Pennsylvania? You see, um, my parents would hand grind their beans for their coffee, like, every morning, and it was just really, really important to us. (laughs) coffee is really important to me so tell me about the uh, (laughs) earliest bagel memories you have like were bagels important to you growing up 
Honestly, I actually, I can't tell you my history with bagels. I have a feeling, like, I don't know. I was never really a bagel person as a person who, like, grew up with, like, a mother that was dieting for most of my, like, childhood. Hashtag patriarchy. It's like bagels are the actual thing you shouldn't eat because it's, like, the equivalent of eating, like, a day and a half's worth of bread. So I just, like, never really, I I never actually acquired a real taste for bagels, except when I would, like, go to my friend's house for, like, sleepovers and we'd have uh, bagels the next day because it was, like, easier for their parents to do than, like, I don't know, cooking breakfast for all of us and all that kind of stuff because we were just a bunch of jerks. Um, but yeah, I, I remember having a strong affinity for the cinnamon, it's not called the cinnamon crunch bagel from Panera, but you know what I'm talking about, right? I think so. Is it like cinnamon raisin? No, no, no. It's the, it's a cinnamon bagel and the top part of it is like this like beautiful caramelized, like crunchy stuff. You you really don't know what I'm talking about? No idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, we're going to have to put a picture of it in the show notes. Get yourself to Google, because I think it's called, like, a cinnamon crunch sort of donut. I will look into it. Because it's kind of crunchy, and it's just, like, really, really delicious. These days, I don't know. When I'm eating a bagel, it must, must be a savory bagel. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, going back to something you said earlier, uh, I do agree that bagels are way easier to do for groups than almost any other breakfast. Maybe like putting out a vat of milk and like 10 pounds of cereal and saying, okay, gang, you're going to make your own breakfast. Like short of that, bagels are probably the easiest thing because every bagel place will sell you a whole dozen bagels and like a pint of cream cheese and everyone makes their own breakfast that way they put however much cream cheese they want whether or not they want it toasted what kind of bagel all of that and it's really easy to do for large groups which is why it's so popular in offices and i gotta say like i (laughs) this is something i actually put in like group emails at work like when we have brunch meetings and uh someone sends an email around like hey can everyone let me know like their dietary restrictions i put down like i'm lactose intolerant but i will lactose myself for cream cheese because i know if i'm sitting there in that like brunch meeting and there's a bunch of bagels and like several different kinds of cream cheese i'm not going to be able to help myself and you know what i don't and you know what the pain's worth it It's like one of the few things I will almost always lactose myself for. That is a beautiful reason to lactose yourself. Yeah, no, I I certainly think so. Um, There's something in Pennsylvania. I don't know if any, I I don't know. I've never actually talked to somebody else about this unless they were actually from Pennsylvania. But um, there was a cream cheese substitute that the, my mom used to buy called Nussfaschel cheese. Gesundheit. I'm sorry. You kind of <laughs> blacked out there. What was it called? It's I, I can't even spell it. It's called like Nussfaschel cheese. It starts with an N. And it's like, I, I think it's a Pennsylvania Dutch thing. Actually, wait. I have the internet right in front of me. Let me... Interesting. I was always very uh, skeptical about cream cheese because to me, cheese should be a solid. And like growing up, I was a pickiest eater and never really ate rationally. So like I would avoid root beer because it had beer in the name and all I knew was that alcohol was bad. So I avoided cream cheese because why should cheese be creamy? And also butter is the best bagel topping, obviously, says seven-year-old Brian. But I... I never really got into cream cheese, so something like Nosferatu would be a nice cheese uh, substitute for me. 
I uh, I want to do a quick follow up for my uh, my wrong uh, origins of Nutrafol cheese. Was Neutrogena it's, something you had in your house, or was it just butter on your bagels? It's spelled N E U F C H A with a little carrot on top. T E L. Neuf Chatel cheese. And it is not Pennsylvania Dutch. I think I just thought it was because I was like, oh, it's a weird thing in my area of Pennsylvania. It's probably a Pennsylvania Dutch thing. And it's a it's a word <laughs> I don't recognize. <laughs> when you say it out loud, it sounds like it, pro- it possibly could be Dutch, but it's not. It is French. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, from France and a uh, New York dairyman by the name of William Lawrence in 1872 in the township of Chester, New York, uh, created the first... American cream cheese as a result of the recipe for Nussfachel. So it's like pre-Nussfachel. This show is now ungenius. Uh, have you found them selling Narwhal in Boston anywhere? <laughs> no, haven't. Crap, now I'm trying to come up with something that starts with N that sounds vaguely weird against shit. Uh, mm. Also, I'm on the Wikipedia article and it says source of milk cows. And I don't know why that's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's so funny because there are actually other sources of milk that it could possibly be made from. I just think that's so cute. Cows. Do you ever think cows have crushes on other cows? I uh, I know that for a fact. It is actually scientifically proven that if you so cows when they're around certain cows, uh, it 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 de-stresses them. It makes them less stressed. And scientifically, if you put two cows that like each other next to each other, like, I don't know, in their, like, milking stations, they produce more milk because they're less stressed out. Tell me about your recent history with bagels. Uh, What has changed since you moved to Boston and started becoming your own person in terms of your bagel consumption and uh, their relation to the other breakfast food you eat? Because for me, uh, there is a distinct bagel renaissance that started in my life when I discovered the breakfast sandwich. Yeah, I I would definitely say that. I think there's, there's a certain part of me that always... I don't know. Unless it's a really, really good bagel, I always kind of see the bagel breakfast sandwich as sort of a cop-out because, like, I don't know, especially bad bagels, it makes a bad breakfast sandwich. But, like, it makes the sandwich look bigger, but it's just kind of, like, a whole hunk of mediocre. Like, just... It's like it's like trying to put, like, a beautiful masterpiece in, like, a frame you got from Ikea. Like, it's fine, <laughs> but don't, like, lie to yourself that... You're using a frame from Ikea and an oversized one at that. It's really quite too large for the piece that you're using. Anyway. So you're saying um, that bagels are not conducive for breakfast sandwiches no, because no, no, they're no. too big? I, I do think that they're conducive for breakfast sandwiches, but I think the bagel needs to have the right level of chewiness because like the horribleness of an egg bagel in a sandwich is awful. It's just terrible because it's too chewy and it's also large. So you can't wrap your mouth around it. It's just, it's not a good time. Honestly, I think my bagel renaissance happened because bagels, like at least most of the places I go are pretty cheap. And so when I was uh, interning at the place that would like uh, in the future hire me and I was like just so broke, so mind numbingly broke, I, there was a, um, there was a little uh, chain bagel store called Brugger's Bagels next to the place that I worked. And so I would just go 
and get her sriracha like sandwich, which is like egg sriracha, peppers, and sausage on a bagel, which is like amazing. I would get it on an everything bagel. And it was just like it was the tits. It was so good. Do you have to bleep out tits? Uh no. Can I say tits? Go right ahead. Tits. Thank yeah, you, no, George. it was it was just the tits. And it was like just fun and great and cheap. And I really love Brugger's bagels. I think they're just they're just swell. Although we we need to like get to the topic at hand. The reason that we really wanted to do the bagel episode was because Brian and I stumbled upon the Porter Square. Uh, oh, come on, stumbled upon. I've been trying to go there for two years and you never wanted to go until I can walk there for us. Shh, Brian. We went to Bagelsaurus finally. And like, wow, the bagel game has changed forever, folks. This place is a magical little bakery that does all their own bagels. Uh, I don't know what else to say about them other than they are stellar. They, they don't do anything particularly unique, do they? It's like breakfast sandwiches, bagels, really, really good fresh bagels. And they just put emphasis on all the right things and make some of the best bagels I've ever had. Yeah, no, they super do, and they have um, a formula for whether or not they toast your bagel. Like, it's a great little sign on the side right where the register is. So you can't go up and just be like, oh, hey, can I get that bagel toasted? They'll be like, no. Well, no, I mean, no, 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 they, they will do it if you request it. But by default, if there's a bagel that has uh, been out of the oven longer than 40 minutes, they will toast it. But uh, if it's less than 40 minutes, they will not toast it because it's still warm enough that it's like the equivalent of toasted. It is like freshly baked toasted. Which is exactly how I would rather have my bagels. Like, I, I'm not against toasted bagels, but I would much rather have them warm and fresh. But nobody does that. They do their bagels so fresh that they can pull it off. The other thing that's beautiful about this place is, I mean, the only bagels I've ever had from Bagelsaurus are the pretzel bagels. And it's, like, the most beautiful combination of, like, a really soft pretzel and a bagel. And then they use this, like, really amazing sea salt. This is something that uh, I talked about with Brian because as a, as a small wee child, I had a science teacher that saw that I really liked food science. And so she lent me her book on salt. And salt is, like, so amazing. And they really nail the, like, the right kind of sea salt where... Uh, as opposed to granulated like table salt where because it's just like a chemical compound it's all like the same shape the same shape means that it releases its flavor on your tongue all at the same time for the most part and so that's really the appeal of sea salt is like not just because it's like artisanal but because because the edges are all jagged and because they're all different shapes it means that the flavor releases on your tongue at different moments and so I think about that whenever I eat the pretzel bagel because they have like all different shapes and sizes of salt. It's like more than just sea salt. It's like the the shape of the salt is almost like flakes. And it's just so perfect because the way it releases and the way it pairs with the dough that they use is just out of this world phenomenal. It is fantastic and very, very uh, fresh. Their bagels are just so rich. I I've only gotten their uh, everything bagels and then I had some of your pretzel bagel at one point and they were just so good. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I I we can recommend Bagelsaurus that if you're ever out in the uh, Somerville area, Somerville, Massachusetts, go to Bagelsaurus. You will not be sorry. Uh, but I have a quick question for you, Allison. Uh, I have a question for you after that, but let's do you first. Your top bagel flavor. That was exactly 
the same question that I was going to ask you. We're so good at this. <laughs> so in sync. Uh, you go first. Okay, so top favorite flavor of bagel. There's two reasons I- for my answer. Uh, one, uh, they, they both happened at the same time. One was living in New York for six months, and the other was the episode of Top Four where Marco and Tiff Arment uh, talked about their bagel flavors and their favorites. So I tried an everything bagel for the first time, and the game was changed, and I'm never going to have another bagel again. Is that all you have to say about that? Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, okay. I want to say the pretzel bagel is my favorite, but I feel like that's super niche. And I haven't had them at any other place other than Bagelsaurus. So with that kind of like little, little asterisk, um, by and large, favorite bagel flavor forever and ever, like cross my heart and hope to die is everything. But can we talk about how like silly it is for something to be named everything? Like it, the flavor is just everything. I can sense no pizza on an everything bagel. And I, the last time I checked, pizza's a thing. It's like someone was just like, hey, uh, what do you want to put on, on this bagel? And they were just kind of like, everything, sure. And they got um, everything. Everything. I mean, everything is what? Sesame seed, poppy seed, salt, garlic, and there's one I'm missing. What is it? Love. Love. That's what... <laughs> Yes. If you go to the bagel source, they put extra love on their everything bagels. Right. Yeah, no, everything is just great. It was a very uh, weird time for me to actually try an everything bagel for the first time because I thought they looked disgusting. Like, all these flavors mixed together at once? That's weird. And then, no, it was magical. Every Amtrak train I've ever been on has smelled like an everything bagel. And for a while, that really, like, made me kind of like, meh, I don't know about everything bagels. But, like, damn, they're just so good. So, 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 so good. When people smell like everything bagels, it's really unappetizing. But when you have one in your belly, you don't care about those people. I quote Merlin Mann, children are like farts and hoagies. You only like them when you're yours. Does Merlin say hoagies instead of subs? Uh, he says hoagies. Oh my god. Wait, where's Merlin from? Um... Don't act like you don't know. No, I'm trying to think of the answer. It's either <laughs> Ohio or Florida, and he spent a lot of time in both. So one of those places you could say he's from, probably Ohio more than Florida, but yes, Ohio wonder, and Florida. I, won- I wonder if they say hoagie in Ohio. Don't they say, like, something weird in Ohio? Uh, everything's weird in Ohio. Tweet at Houston. Uh, I don't feel like doing that right now. My computer's on lockdown because I am... Low on battery, and my Wi-Fi is very limited, so I have nothing open on my computer except for Skype. You tweet, Houston. You heard it here first, Houston. Uh, Brian doesn't want to talk to you. <sighs> Hi, Houston. I really like you a lot. I just cannot tweet at you right now. <laughs> sure, it's fine. You know? Just he doesn't need to know. Right he doesn't here. need to know. He's never going to listen to this. Okay, I'm going to tweet at him right now. Okay, good. Uh, wow, we have really good podcast content we put out there. What uh, is your favorite bagel for breakfast sandwiches? I think I feel like I've already kind of answered this. My answer would be like no bagel. Well, yeah, but like if okay, you go into Bagel Source and you want a breakfast sandwich, they only serve bagels there. So, what bagel do you choose? Pretzel bagel, notwithstanding, because niche. Everything, like hands down. Really? Even with all the extra flavors on it? 
Yeah, no, I think that the everything, like, <laughs> because it's every flavor, at least one of them's going to compliment whatever's on my sandwich. <laughs> it's like, it's like Oreos. They just throw in every single addictive, not addictive substance, but like every single pleasure center of the brain, sweet, savory, salty, uh, and sour are all in an Oreo to some ratio. So Oreos are like the perfect food. Wait, where where did you hear that about Oreos? I, I somewhere. I thought that was just common knowledge. Like the reason that why Oreos are so popular and tasty is that they um, uh, they have every single like tasty component on a tongue in their batter somewhere. I I've never heard of this before. Really? Oh, maybe it was maybe it was just an urban legend. So we should wrap this up. Uh, if there was uh, a perfect bagel for you. Like any weird outlandish flavors you've had or like your dream bagel, what would it be? Um, I mean, something that I would actually have at Brugger's a lot. This would be my number two favorite flavor of bagel ever. I don't know if it's too niche because I've never seen it anywhere except Brugger's, but Brugger's is a chain. Um, I used to do the sriracha sandwich either with everything bagels or if this one had just come out of the oven, I would do rosemary herb bagels. Rosemary herb bagel. That sounds delicious, even though both of those are rather subtle flavors. Also, follow up, live time, live time follow up. Uh, Houston says that the sandwich uh, is a sub, not a hoagie. Yeah, we say subs in New Jersey, too. That's why Subway is popular. This is not a hoagie episode. I'm saying, well, okay, I'm just saying the, the mystery of Merlin continues. Rosemary herb bagel. I love the weird sweet uh, bagels like French toast and maple syrup and cinnamon and all those kinds of things. Uh, even though you mentioned uh, rather controversially, in my opinion, that the only bagels you were eat are savory. Yeah, no, I don't know. I just I've never had a blueberry bagel that has been anything other than mediocre, even at really good places. I just yeah, to me, there it's a savory time. It's I also like I feel that way about breakfasts generally. Like I'm I'm not gonna like turn my nose up at French toast or pancakes or waffles, but I'm a savory breakfast kind of lady. I know you are. I've never seen you get pancakes if we ever go out to breakfast together. And I do love pancakes. Like I'm not a monster, but like, <laughs> but still, like I I just think that breakfast is a savory time. And I always feel like I don't know if I like have too much sugar in the morning. I just kind of like. I don't know. It makes me like feel kind of bad in my tummy. Yeah, I get that. I all only ever had uh, sweet breakfasts growing up, like cereal, pop tarts, uh, waffles, anything like that. But savory breakfast is pretty magical. But I don't think bagel needs to be a uh, exclusively savory place. I love uh, blueberry bagels. Are another one that I really have enjoyed in the past. I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think that blueberry bagels are like it's like a guy on a dating website who just like. He seems like he's a really good idea, and then you're on a first date with one, and you're just like, oh, I don't know. There's there's no spark. Can you give me a second to finish my focaccia crackers? <laughs> of course. That sounds, uh, that sounds delightfully crunchy. It's the second thing I've eaten all day. What was the first? Are you trying to turn this into the start of our podcast? Uh, no, no. That, we're not talking on Skype together with nice microphones and recording software so we can do a podcast. No. <laughs> do I have to stop the recording, Brian? No, you don't have to stop the recording because I'm recording both sides. Oh, I forgot your crackers.
one day I uh, had a friend who left their crackers at home and he was really sad because I was like, hey, you forgot your crackers. I will hang up the Skype call.